Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, we can do better than that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Woo, baby. One more stinking good time for the folks at home in their jammies. Merry Christmas. That's awesome. Man, I just got to keep telling myself because sometimes Christmas is hard. Sometimes Christmas hurts. Sometimes there's not much merry in a person's Christmas. Oh, we can mouth the words joy to the world, but man, my little world doesn't feel like there's much joy. We get uh, Christmas card after Christmas card advertising peace on earth, peace on earth, peace on earth. And then what we wouldn't give for just a few moments of an all-consuming peace. For some of you, it's going to be a tough Christmas. Tough at best, maybe. Someone you dearly loved will not be gathering with the family this year. This will be the first time you've done Christmas without them. And that's a huge challenge. Or maybe something hurtful just happened in your life. I mean, just recently. So though you get through the holiday wearing the Merry Christmas mask on the inside, man, you just can't get past, you can't escape the darkness, the struggle. The hurt. Um, just found out a week or so ago that my dad has advanced prostate cancer. He's 94 years old. They can't do surgery. So where do you turn for hope when there is no hope? Here's what I got to get burned in my soul this Christmas. And that's just one of the struggles I'm carrying into this evening and tomorrow. But maybe you need to have this drilled down into your heart as well. That a real experience of Christmas means a real possibility of hope and healing. Man, I am clinging to that. A real experience of Christmas means a real possibility of hope and healing. That, that I can find hope. That whatever you're going through, you can find, you can find healing. And sometimes, you know, Christmas just makes it feel more painful. You think everybody at Walmart has finished all their shopping. Or that every other family has everything good. Oh, I know some of the families here, man, you guys, this is your best Christmas ever. And I'm glad, I'm happy for you. I've been there sometimes. And man, just relish it, enjoy it. If it's all good in your home and in your family, just, just savor it. Um, but sometimes life is unkind and cruel and seems unfair. And I, I believe that God brought me here this weekend. This is my third time to talk. I believe God brought you here this weekend. He wants me to find hope and healing. He wants you to find hope and healing. And maybe you've come looking for some peace. 
I pray that you find it. I wanna, I wanna find it. So here's where it begins. I'm an old guy. I've been around the block. I've had lots and lots of experiences. So what I'm telling you is the absolute truth I'm clinging to. A real experience of Christmas means the possibility, the real possibility of hope and healing. And so maybe you're like, okay, Clark, preacher man. Um, how do you have a real experience of Christmas? Get to that hope, to get to that healing. Well, I think it begins in the Christmas story itself, the biblical narrative. And, and I love it. I mean, it's like a soap opera. It's like the Bible's version of the young and the restless. A teenage girl turns up pregnant. The gossiping tongues in the little village, they, uh, they wag and shoot darts at her behind her back. She's the very center of all ugly rumor in her little town. She's pregnant. She is engaged. Uh, her fiance, you know his name, Joseph. He knows he's not the father of the child that she's carrying. And when he confronts her, I mean, he's angry, he's hurt. He's confused, and when he confronts her, it just all gets worse because her explanation is this. Hey, Joseph, it's okay. God did it. He didn't buy that. In fact, he stomps away from her, more angry, more hurt, more confused. You know that confusion? You know where it comes from? He loved her with all his heart. Man, have you been there? You've got these combating emotions in your heart in a relationship, you, you're hurt and you're angry, but you love that person with all, with all your heart. Well, here's how the Bible lays out the story of Mary and Joseph. It goes like this. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. And before they enjoyed their wedding night, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. Oh my gosh. It was the Holy Spirit. He didn't know that. Joseph was a really good man. So he didn't want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. You ever felt like, <laughs> wish you could call off Christmas? Call off the bills? Call off the stress? Call off the, the, the super busyness? Ever wish you could call off a, a relationship? Ever wish you could call off depression, call off anxiety? Joseph, man, he is in pain and he's trying to figure a way out. You ever tried to figure a way out? How do I get out of this hurt? How do I release this anger? I want to figure a way out. That's what he was up to. Check it out. The word of God continues. While he was still trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, don't hesitate to get married. God's Holy Spirit has made Mary pregnant. She will bring a son to birth. You, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. Now, we know the end of the story. We know that from that moment forward, 
Whatever he felt before and whatever feelings he had to work through from that moment forward, he was trusting God. God had spoken and he was trusting what God had said. So he did take Mary. He believed that she was made pregnant by the Holy Spirit. It was her egg. It was the Holy Spirit spermed. That's how it happened. That's how Jesus came to be God in human flesh. And Joseph believed it. He took Mary as his wife, trusting God. He named the baby boy Jesus, trusting God. And friends, hope and healing are possible by fully trusting, by fully trusting God. My Deb and I, we live in a house that was built in 1910. And yesterday morning, that night before yesterday morning, I've camped in the mountains in Colorado and there's snow on the ground. I have never been so cold. We got up, our thermostat was at 60 degrees or thermometer or whatever that thing is. We pushed buttons to get it up to 75, stayed at 60. We got uh, those little space heaters, a couple of them. Uh, our bed has an electric blanket that, that we sleep on. And so by the time we got, to, we turned up the, turned on the fireplace, by the time we got to after lunch, I said, Deb, let's go up to bed. She said, we're too old. <laughs> Please come back to church. Um, hey, if my son can get away with Die Hard. No, I said, let's go up there and crank up that heated blanket. So we turned it up um, to high and we crawled under the covers and, and I wanted to fall asleep. I just wanted to get away. And I want to tell you, for an hour or so, I just lay there and wrestled with trusting God. I reminded myself that my dad, my mom, they are in God's hands. And right now, God is at work to my dad's good in a way I couldn't be if I was standing right at his side and I intended to be there. This would have been the first time that Deb and I were with my mom and dad after they got the diagnosis. We were going on this coming Monday, day after Christmas, kind of have a late uh, Christmas with them. But unfortunately, my mom and dad had hooked their home up to city sewer and something went radically wrong. And of course it happens right on the day before Christmas Eve. And so they're digging up their driveway. They don't get it fixed. We'll come back tomorrow. Doesn't get fixed. No shower, no bath, only occasional use of the toilet. Talk about going from bad to worse. So when I talked to my mom, as I was on the way to church last night, she said it'd be best if you guys didn't come. We're, we're fine. We're, we're getting through this. And it'll get fixed and everything will be good, but it's just not gonna, not gonna be able to handle all of us. You see, my mom and dad, in the face of a cancer diagnosis, my dad was having painful symptoms uh, leading up to seeing the doctor. And we all tried to kind of guess at what maybe was the problem. Cancer wasn't even on our radar. Not even a wild notion but cancer it is. Surgery is not possible. In fact, when I asked my dad how he was doing on that first phone call, 
My dad said, well, I'm 94, I gotta get something. My mom and dad are fully at peace in the midst of their struggles because they are completely trusting God. That's the only hope for the heartache. And my dad's stuff, that's not the only struggle my family's carrying right now. Trusting God is my only shot. Trusting God is your only shot. Whatever your difficulty, whatever your challenges, whatever your painful impossibilities, I'm telling you, if you trust the wrong thing, you're gonna, go, you're gonna lose everything. You lose your peace, you lose your joy, you lose your hope if you trust the wrong thing. But having trusted God, he has never, never failed. And so I've decided this Christmas, I'm trusting God. And I invite you to join me in the challenge. Let's trust God. Well, here's something that blew me away in the text this week. Maybe you've wanted to add some joy to your life. Maybe you've wanted to add some peace to your life. I sound like I'm going through puberty. Maybe you would like to, to add some hope to your life. Well, Matthew adds something in this narrative between the dream and when Joseph wakes up. What he adds is a secret to victory. It's how we win. It's how we win in the difficulties, in our relationships, in our finances. Here's what he adds right here. All this, all the narrative we've read so far, all this took place, oh my gosh, to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Let me set the stage. God had made a promise 700 years before there was a Mary, before there was a Joseph, before there was a baby Jesus. God had made a promise. Here's the setting of that promise. God's people were besieged on multiple fronts. They were under attack by enemy armies. It was going to be a bloodbath. It was going to be a massacre. And in their good sense and in their desperation, they cried out to God. And here's how God responded to their prayer. Here's what God said. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Now, a sign points to something. This, in this particular instance, a sign points to someone. It points to Jesus. God is saying, this is how you know. Hey, you don't have to worry about fighting. I'm gonna win for you. That wasn't just his message to them way back then. That's his message to you. That's his message to David. That's his message to my dad. You don't have to fight it. I'm gonna win for you. Now, one time, my mom and dad were flying to Hawaii. Of course, that ate up my part in the will. But an engine of the plane went out from LA to Hawaii. Plane has to turn around, make an emergency landing. And my dad's sitting there eating peanuts. And my mom's grabbing him. Bill, why aren't you more upset? He said, Nadine, if they fix the plane, we're going to Hawaii. If the plane crashes, I'm going to heaven. God fights for us and we win. Here's the sign, the sign of victory. Your life, my life, it's the word behold. Say, behold. I told our church family last night that I was gonna whisper that throughout my experience of Christmas. Behold, behold. I challenge you to do the same thing. Behold. I mean, we don't say that word ever in our vocabulary. You know what? It pops up in the Bible 1,527 times and it means to be fully focused, to be fully focused. 
The text goes on. Be fully focused. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Oh my gosh. God with us. My dad can take a deep breath. God is with me. He will not leave me. He will not forsake me. I don't know what kind of struggle your relationships are going through, but if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, he is with you and he is at work to your good. He is winning victories in your behalf. I don't know how he's gonna do it. I don't know when he's gonna get it done. But when we keep our full focus on Jesus, man, that's where the hope and healing comes from. We trust him. We fully trust him. But then we go to another level. We fully focus on him. You you, you see, if Jesus is the focus of your relationships, he will put his hand of favor on your relationships. If Jesus is the focus of your finances, he will bring abundance and supply into your life like never before. If Jesus is the focus of your emotions, then he will elevate your emotions of joy and peace and hope and and love, stuff you can't manufacture on your own when you fully focus on Jesus. Fully trust, fully focus. Well, here's what happens when Joseph wakes up. When Joseph woke up, he did. He takes action, takes immediate action. Soon throws off the covers, didn't have an electric blanket to turn off, takes immediate action. He's a man on the move. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. I think step by step, this is what takes us closer to victory, to hope, to healing. Yeah. We trust God with all of our heart. Yeah, we keep our full focus on Jesus. But then we do what Jesus says to do. We obey him. That's everything. That's a lifestyle. And maybe you think, man, I've seen the Bible. It's a big book. There's lots of stuff. All those red letters Jesus said. How do I obey everything Jesus said? Well, Jesus said, hey, it's simple, man. Only two things. Worship God like you have this evening. Worship God and serve people. Man, I was so fired up. Not feeling the greatest emotionally coming in because I wanted to worship with you, with our team. And I just asked God to give me someone to serve. And at different points as I was shaking hands and giving hugs, people would ask me to stop and pray. And I just felt so elevated. That's everything. So you can worship your way. It's your lifestyle. You can worship your way into hope and healing. So it's not just like on Christmas Eve. It's like every weekend. Show up next weekend. The shortcut into hope and healing is serving other people. Making a difference in someone's life. It's just got to be our lifestyle. That's the only path to peace and hope and joy. It's the only path to healing is serving other people and worshiping God. I'd like to pray with you about it right now. If you'd bow with me, please. Father God, would you just come and visit us right now in this room, in this space? 
Would you settle on us, Holy Spirit? Help us turn our focus on Jesus, that we might trust the Lord our God with all our hearts and give us the wisdom to integrate worship into our weekly lifestyle and serving others. You, you have the hope and the joy and the peace just laid out for us. We find the present you offer by worshiping and serving in Jesus' name. I love you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired Podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.